From the lands of Western Canada. Welcome to this week from the Cave of Cool. From the lands of Western Canada, the Wakanda of the North. Welcome to this week. From the Cave of Cool, I'm Calvin Hyten. And I'm M.D. Jackson. And this week we'll be talking about the group Sweet, who at one moment in time was the greatest rock band in music history. We'll be talking remakes like Starship Troopers, like Escape from New York, You Just Can't Capture Lightning in the Bottle Again, and of course I will bitch about that and many other things. This week from the Cave of Cool asks, are you ready, Steve? You know, a guy named David Pecker, who runs the <laughs> National Enquirer, is, is threatening people in writing to show their wiener. Jeff Bezos, while he was weeping in his room over losing all, half of his billions of fortune and his, his wiener being shown, um, <laughs> you showed your wiener. Yeah. You got billions of dollars. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. Nobody's going to fire you, right? <laughs> You're yeah. not going into jail. Show your wiener to everybody. Yeah. In fact, buy a billboard with your wiener. Trust me, lots of women will like you no matter what it looks like, right? <laughs> I, I just thought that was yeah. – I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like Anthony Weiner yeah. who gets busted for showing his wiener. I mean, I, guys, if you got a name related to any part of your uh, genitalia, mm-hmm. like David Balls sack, <laughs> right? Don't show your ball sack. That's, that should be just common. That, it should be. Well, you know, and you, honestly, I wouldn't believe it if, if it weren't, you know. <laughs> if you, you, I would say, yeah, that, you made that up. That's not, that can't be true. Guy named David Pecker is, is, yeah. is blackmailing people, saying he's going to show them. If I went into a movie studio with that idea, they'd kick me out the window. They would say, right? "Oh, come on, you know." No, no, it would never happened. No, no, but it only happens here. Yeah. You know, where is uh, Susie Big Titties? Why can't she come out? <laughs> oh. No, no, that's that's me too. Now I'm me too. Th- there you go. I'm bringing yeah, that well, up. That's yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, it's it, there's scandals all around, but um, but the world goes, the world still goes on. It does. Yeah. No, there's no justice for anybody evil. I mean, when you're evil enough, I think when you reach a level of evil, like a Putin level or a Trump level, mm-hmm. there, there's no consequences for you. Mm-hmm. It's it's like if you're an, an uneducated person and you get caught without tags on live PD, then you go to jail. Mm-hmm. You know, of course you got 30 cases of meth in your back <laughs> of your trunk, but yeah. still, you know, you're being picked on. Yeah. <laughs> if well, Trump had that, the oh, thing is though, you know, bags of Arterol. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, you know, with with you know, live PD. I mean, it's more with everything. I mean, if you if you're doing something, you know, if you got a bag of meth in your car, you know, don't don't speed. You know, don't speed. Use your signal. Make sure you have license, you know, registration. If you're already doing something illegal, don't right. compound it by doing something else illegal because you're just increasing they your chances of getting. They caught. only ever stop you for two reasons: you're speeding, or three, you're speeding. You run a, a light or, uh, or you roll through a stop sign, or your tag is 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 expired, mm-hmm. right? And they check your tag right away. Yep. If it's fine, they pass you by. But they will stop anybody that has those three things. So if you don't have, if you have those, and you're transporting major weight, um, you're an idiot. Yeah. Because they will find you. Yeah. You know, they know they've done this forever. They know where where it's been. I, I just find people to be just absolutely ridiculous. And really, I wish there would be less people in jail for simple marijuana possession and more people in jail for arguing with the cops why they deserve to drive without proper license, registration, or insurance. Yeah. I mean, 
that lady's sitting there giving the cop shit because he's stopping her from her constitutional right to be a dumbass. Mm-hmm. At least she didn't say dumbass, but you know, yeah, well, I added. But that's yeah, but that's that's basically what they're arguing for. Yes, exactly. The constitutional so, right to be a dumbass. <laughs> right. But then, right, so, you know, people honestly have feel so entitled to be dumbasses. Oh, um, they just do, and I don't know why. They, because I think again, it's at the top, right? Mm-hmm. You you just see an idiot getting away with things, and the police being demonized, and the media being demonized, and the FBI being demonized. But really, the police, the FBI, and the the uh, new uh, media only come after you if you're doing something shady, something newsworthy. Yeah. And if it's newsworthy, good. Rarely they'll get to you. But if it's newsworthy, wicked evil, they will always get to you. Yeah. So don't do that shit. I mean, they're not, it's not fake news. But when you, when you demonize those institutions, now the FBI isn't trusted. I mean, come on. You think they got time to make up shit? You know? Yeah. One of the things you said you want to talk about this podcast was uh, the sweet. Oh yeah. What I mean, was it? I don't that, know. Now, I don't know. What, what, what was, was it gotten? that made you? I mean, I was I just sitting the there, and, and yeah, me too. And I was just thinking, I got a bunch of um, uh, comic books from my, my buddy uh, Pat, uh, and these were treasuries from um, England. So basically, what they did is they they remade uh, Marvel stories. They reprinted them, but they reprinted them in black and white. Yeah. And um, it was a weird thing to say, see because you only ever saw black and white uh, magazines like for Conan, Kiss, um, uh, Horse, uh, Dracula. You know, they made all those in the 1970s. Yeah. Um, especially Conan. Conan was really big. Conan, but Planet of the, the Apes, Barbarian. yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but they all had the black and white car- comics inside. Right. And they weren't colored. And when I thought about that, I thought about, man, this reminds me of sitting in Winnipeg in, in Osborne and my, my cousin's place. Um, until he abandoned me and became a, an asshole, and I hate him now. But when, when I grew up with this kid, I loved this kid. He was like maybe four years older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, I idolized him. His dad was in the Army, too. They lived next door to me. Um, we used to watch cartoons, everything. Like he took me when I was a little kid in a wagon with one of those uh, um, uh, oat, uh, Quaker Oats boxes, okay. you know, the big ones. Yeah. And he'd go and play marbles with the kids in, on the base, on the neighborhood. And we, he'd bring me home, you know, dirty diaper, dirty face, you know, half asleep in the wagon. Um, but he'd have half a tub full of, of marbles, right? Mm-hmm. Because he was so good. Yeah. And, and he used to take me out to, just, you know, to, the, to the tracks, uh, the railroad tracks to look for rocks when I was little. He was there when I, when I crapped my pants when I was six, um, <laughs> you know, because he, and, and he started a fire that almost burned down the base. And they thought it was me because I ran. He started a fire on the base that they thought I did because they saw me running from the flames. Right. But I was running to poop my pants at home. Uh-huh. Um, and I didn't make it, so I pooped yeah. my pants. Uh-huh. And then, of course, the, they came to our house to question me as the rest of the base is trying to put out this fire. Yeah. And the police come in and they say, well, sir, son, we know what you did. And my mom goes, you got to tell them. And I'm going, I'm telling them. you got to tell them. I'm not telling them. Calvin, tell them what you did. I ran and shit my pants. <laughs> right? And they started laughing, and my mom started laughing. She didn't know about the fire, right? Yeah. And they didn't know I shit my pants. So it was funny to everybody. Yeah. And, I, and my mom even could show them where my poopy, poopy pants were, right? <laughs> and they just said, no, no, look out your backyard. And there was like the fire was burning all the grass, right? Uh-huh. And it became a big panic. But they came to grab me, <laughs> and I lit the fire when really I shit my pants. You, so you were afraid that they, that's why they'd come to – That's where they'd come to get me because I shit my pants. You didn't think that they you did. 
they were suspecting that you'd started the fire. I didn't even know about the fire. Okay. Because after I crapped my pants, I kind of duck walked to the house, <laughs> right? And as I was crying to my mother, who was cleaning me up, and that then everything started That's, burning, yeah. right? But I'm I'm serious. They had to bring out the big equipments, the tanks, everything with the with the big dozers on the front, mm-hmm. and to save the houses. Yeah. Because this the was flame, this was like a very dangerous big. The brush fire kind of thing. It was a huge brush fire. It was very um, dry that winter. And yeah. and if you look around the base, the base in the middle of nowhere, and it's surrounded by brush and trees, and, mm-hmm. and the whole thing could have went up. Yeah. Um, and that's something a, that we've, you know, like this uh, here in BC this last summer, everything was on fire. Oh, my God. Uh, we had smoke yeah. everywhere. And it's uh, going to get worse. Yeah. And so year. so that's something you, you, you really don't want to mess around with that. That's Not when it's starting. No. So it was your cousin, your cousin had started the fire. That's what, that's what, that's the myth. But I, he admitted to me as much years later. Yeah. Right. But he never, he, they never saw him. Of course, mm-hmm. the only kid they saw running from the field was poopy pants. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> so this same cousin, same cousin. Yeah. Um, I used to go to Winnipeg in, in my summers and I used to spend like a week there by myself because mm-hmm. I'd go to the, the movies in the museum. I used to get in the bus and travel around town when I'm like 14, 15. So I'm about 15. It's probably one of the last times me and him ever said two words to each other. And we we were sitting in his room reading these magazines mm-hmm. and he put on um, Sweet Desolation Boulevard. Right. And we always listened to that record. Probably whenever I was over there, we listened to that record. Mm-hmm. And I knew every song. And he, he would let me sing the songs. Like, you know when you sing in a car, some people don't like it? Yeah. But I was good enough that I could do all the songs. Yeah. Like, I could do sweet. I could do I could do uh, uh, Fox on the Run. I could do the 16s. I could do all of them, right? Yeah. And and he just let me do that at the top of my lungs as he had it cranked. Yeah. And, and my mothers and aunts would come in and slam on the door, on the door tell us to shut up and you get out of here, right? And, but I was really good at it, and he, he enjoyed that. Uh-huh. And so anytime I see Sweet, I get such fond memories of that. Right. Um, and it des- I, and Sweet was on my, my YouTube, so I mm-hmm. went and got and I listened to their greatest hits. You know, Love is Like Oxygen, which yeah. is the weirdest bad video in the world. Because they're standing just, on that little – yeah, go ahead. Uh, just for people who don't know, the Sweet is a British glam rock band for, for right. anyone who doesn't know. <laughs> they did Barroom uh, Blitz. But they, yeah, they, they're a glam rock band from uh, Britain. Right. They were very popular in the early 70s, and they're, they're, one of their first albums was Desolation Boulevard. Right. And, and, even the the, they, right. and even the guy, one of their guitarists, wore a cape, of all things. He did, yeah. I mean, I've give seen, me a break. Yeah, the videos. He, he wore a cape, yeah. And, and makeup. And makeup, And right? that's the, the pre-Kiss stage makeup. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And that album was huge, and Barroom Blitz was a huge, huge song. Yeah. Um, with anybody who didn't even uh, – like, didn't know from Sweet – that album was well. Was everybody had that album? Yeah. It's like no, we all the, had rumors. The right? Bottom Blitz was their 1973 big hit. Right. And they've had others. I mean, it's Fox on the Run, of course, Fox was featured in the, right. in the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. So. Right. Right. So but at that time, like I said in my 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 post, you know, for one brief shining moment in history, Sweet was the greatest rock band anyone had ever heard. Mm-hmm. They were the best, and they were like my one of my favorites. Like that was a, 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 I didn't have that record. Till afterwards, but it was it was the reason I went to my cousins. It's one of the things I enjoyed the most. Yeah, was listening to that just that one album. So sweet that those th- songs mean a lot to me. So it just puts me in that time and place. And you too, you have mem- great memories. I do have memories. Album. Actually, I've been talking to people about about you know the sweet and about the memories they have. My uh, my wife Frances loved the sweet. Uh, she had a sweet. She said I had a sweet T-shirt. Like, sweet. <laughs> but yeah, you know. no, she had the, the T-shirt, the sweet. She would listen to them. Her and her, her friend would would listen and and, and sing. Um, 
I was not such, uh, such a big fan. I grew up in northern British Columbia, a small town. Um, but I remember art class in grade nine. Right. So I was 14-year-old. We're in an art class, and they, the way our art class was set up, we had tables all around, and we were all at different tables. And someone has a tape player, and that wasn't a boom box. It was one of those, you know, cassette oh, player yes. recorder things. It looked like yes. a little, little box. So someone had a tape, and they put it in. It was sort of late afternoon, end of, end of the year kind of thing. So they put this cassette on, and it's the suite, and it's Ballroom Blitz. Wow. And I was like, I've never heard it before. But there are two girls across the room from me, op- opposite from where I'm sitting. The first one, her, I don't remember her name, but there was one of them was Linda Chow, okay. who I had a huge crush on. Linda Chow and this other girl start singing the song because they know all the words. Oh. So they're sitting next to each other. They're looking at each other. They're singing the song to each other. And, you know, for me, that was a, that's a, like a magic moment for a right. 14-year-old small town boy. Uh, right. Yeah, no, I was just, I was, I was entranced. As, as, they, <laughs> as they sang, and of course later on I found out that you know the band is the Sweet. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And you know uh, most people remember the movie Wayne's World. Yes. Uh, the girl that he gets uh, falls in love with Wayne. Uh, she's in a band, and yeah, and they sing. They do that the ballroom blitz. Oh, yeah, that's right. But the it was the original something about it, eh? Yeah, but it was the original Sweet that 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 did it the best. And uh, even today, you know, uh, around the house, whenever we're getting ready to go somewhere, Frances will look at me and she'll say, are you ready, Steve? <laughs> and I was uh-huh. like, all right, fellas, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. All right now. And now, <laughs> interesting thing about the suite. Now, if you are in Europe, uh, if you were in Europe and you had the album Desolation Boulevard, right. it would have been, it would have been uh, released by RCA. Okay. It did not have Ballroom Blitz. Wow. Why? Uh, in Canada, the United States, and Japan, it was released through Capitol Records. Capitol Records, when they released it, and it wasn't released until 1975, between you know the first release and the second release, right. Ballroom Blitz had become a huge mega hit, so it had to go on the album. So they pulled one of the old, you know, one of the other songs, and they they replaced it with the Ballroom Blitz. Wow. Yeah. So it it actually is not, you know, it's it's a it's a North American, Canadian, Japan, and Japan thing for. The ballroom blitz, but you know, no, no wonder they only lasted a brief shining moment. Yeah, I mean, they had enough talent; they could have went as far as any of those other groups at the time. Well, they did. You know, they, they did. They did pretty good. They they had a very, very pretty long run in Britain. Yeah, but anyway. they, yeah, yeah, but they didn't. They didn't make it to the age of video. Like they, a lot they of those did, groups no. in the seventies. It's funny. I, I saw a documentary about them. A very short documentary. It was made at the time they were. You know, it was made in the early seventies. Right. Uh, and they talked very candidly about the fact that uh, most music serious music people absolutely looked down upon them oh they had to because they're that's the truth it was video killed the radio star yeah. you but needed to have a look they, the look yeah, was often they more had important than the music they had the look costumes were very important right the look was very important stage makeup they predated kiss with the stage yep, makeup. yeah predated the other bands with the with the and they did have the songs they they had the songs but their their audience was the younger crowd the younger you know pre-teens yeah. the teeny boppers well, 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 but again that was me at the time yeah but so that was their. I that was their. To make a video. But the the vid, the little documentary was interesting because you know they 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 talked to the band members and you can see that the you know, and of course you know all the names of the band members. All, all you have to do is remember, remember Brian, right? Because Brian's the one who says, "Are you ready, Steve? Andy, yeah. Mick? So and, you, remember, you know Andy all the Mick. guys." But yeah. Brian Connolly, they're they're talking to him and you can see him. He's got the long blonde hair. You know, he's got the, the locks. But when they get it really extreme close up, you can see this sort of, you know, this sort of face of this guy who's starting to get a little pudgy a little wrinkly you know it's like this okay. cockney guy and he's smoking a cigarette and he's saying and he's talking about how they are you know they've been up and they've been down 
We had a couple of years, like about two and a half years, up and down, up and down, up and down, you know. Actually, this is a good point to stress because we've, we've done the road work. We've grafted. We've done the 20 pound a night, as you know. And he's very definitely a very working class guy. You know, and, and he's just this, this really, they were, they were their own managers. They, they right. managed their own career, which is something that you didn't have You back never then. see, no. Nowadays, a lot of bands do that. A lot of bands will do their own publicity. They, they decide who they are. They decide they, they right. don't have someone you know, tailoring them. Uh, Again, because a lot of bands in those days just got screwed over by the record companies, got yeah. everything, you know. Yeah. So, so when these, you these were these were working class musicians, working class singers who yeah. decided to do, and it's like, and he, they were very candid. They said, you know, everyone thinks we're queer, so we thought we might as well just play it up anyway, because right. you know? it's <laughs> you know, smart, uh, most most other musicians just assumed that they were all queer, but the, the kids didn't care. The kids just thought they were fantastic. That's and, right. You know, and um, yeah, and and they uh, they they went out, they went on the road, they they. They worked hard. They did their gigs. They got their money, and they, you know, and I mean, it, you know, eventually, the band split up. There was two versions of it. One was in America, and one was in the U, the UK. And okay, so and they of course, again, they I always thought that that Sweet was one of those groups that that never went as far as they could have. Mm-hmm. You know, the one like when I look at some groups that have less talent than them, yeah. that went a lot farther. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You're right. It could be that. I've seen the video for Love Is Like Oxygen, and they mm-hmm. do look very uncomfortable. And the songs at the time were very bubblegum. Yeah, you know, they were. They were bubblegum rock. They were. They were meant for the smaller, the younger crowd. They and weren't as serious hit. as say for a band like Queen, for instance. Right. Then you know, disco they, the, hit them. The music was not as sophisticated. But right now, you're, you know, right. looking back, you know, you could like they, they actually did have a little bit of a, you know, they 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 were their own people. They were their own band. They they were authentic. And again, if you can write just one um, song that becomes a, a, a hit that big, that is probably one of the top ten songs of the rock era, mm-hmm. um, if not in the top five, it, then you, you know you can walk away with your head up. Yeah. Because Barroom Blitz is always good. No, yep. it's one of those songs that when people listen to, they go, "Oh, this again." No, <laughs> you can always have, find time for Ballroom Blitz, mm-hmm. right? It's yep. like Kung Fu Fighting. Everybody yep. knows the words, right? Yeah. And you know, and I've been and I would I've been listening to it. I've, they they have their own channel on YouTube, and I've I've been listening to it. And then they had a lot of really good songs. I mean, uh, Lady Starlight, The Sixteens, yeah, uh, Hellraiser, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, uh, Blockbuster was another big one. Blockbuster, I was just yeah. thinking of that one too. Yeah. 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 So again, I just one of those things that it just kind of hit me, and it, it had those kind of uh, nostalgic memories for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I went and listened to it, and I listened to Desolation Boulevard on uh, too, and it just didn't it didn't let me down and so many things today just let me down there was some talk recently about the casting, you know, recasting Superman. Obviously, yes. Henry Cavill is is not going right. to stick around. So they said, you know, someone said Michael B. Jordan. Why did that pick up far pretty quick? As Superman, that you know, that that sort of blew up a little bit, didn't it? Now again, I, I have I. There's a way to do it. Mm-hmm. There's a way to do it, and the way that you do it is you never mention Krypton. You never say the word Superman. Mm-hmm. What you do is you have a, a little ship crash in in Chicago. Let's say, mm-hmm. and an infertile couple, hardworking black people, mm-hmm. adopt this child that they find. Yeah. Right. The father hides the the, the ship, mm-hmm. right? Um, and this kid grows up in uh, Chicago. Gun violence. Yeah. Um, racism. 
all the things he faces. And as he grows older, he realizes he's getting these powers, right? Mm -hmm. He is in a, say, in a gang fight and he gets shot, but it doesn't hurt him. But he's the only one that sees this, right? Yeah. And he starts to realize this. And then he comes to a choice. Do I use my power to end the gang violence, to go after the person that killed my best friend, which obviously would happen, mm -hmm. right? Or do I use my power to try to do good? And that would be the central kind of yeah. conundrum in his life. He know he has superpowers by that time. Maybe mm -hmm. he does work at the Daily Planet for, for um, uh, Perry White. Mm -hmm. Maybe he does have a girl he loves named Lois, mm -hmm. right? Um, but he, he doesn't use his powers. He's almost like the guy in, in, in Unbreakable, right? Yeah until he's called to do that and yeah. he becomes the hero that he's meant to be yeah. um, because he makes the right choice instead of the wrong choice. Maybe when he was younger, he made the wrong choice. Yeah. Maybe he killed somebody. Maybe the bullet that hit him ricocheted off him and killed somebody else. But if you want to make him Superman, you don't put him in the Superman suit mm -hmm. um, at all. You, 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 allude, you work around it yeah. because – and then – Maybe the next movie get people will be accepting it, but I think with such a white icon that's been around for so long, I think you're really taking a big risk unless you've got a great script. And the thing is that yeah, it's, I mean a black superhero is is you know with Luke Cage for instance. Yes. I mean you know the, the you know they the fact that Luke Cage is black is part of his personality. It's part of exactly. his 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 story. That's right. Luke Cage is a street level superhero, and he's and bulletproof. Super and, and that's, you know, that's something that actually resonates with a lot of, you know, particularly with, with what's going on today with, you know, young black men being, you know, exactly targeted and, by, by police and, 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 and a lot of, you know, the guns that happen on the streets. And how would a, a super a black, man who's black child handle that? Yeah, well, and, and, but that's just it. I mean, it's like as the story is now, your working class Kansas white boy, Clark yeah, Kent, has to keep his head Kansas. down, you know, has to keep his a low profile because, you know, he doesn't want to be. But but for, he was raised a, on a farm where he could test his powers. Yeah, but for he had a, parents who, who told him you can't do it, you can't save everybody. Yeah, but for a black Superman, it would be a different story. Mm -hmm. You know, and, which is something I'd like. I'd like to see. I, I, again, I don't know if Michael B. You know, I, I like Michael B. Jordan. I think he's a fantastic. Actor. He would get the movie done. He was terrific. I don't know if he. I don't know if he. I'd buy him a Superman. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with a black Superman. I, I don't either, actor, but, but I got a problem with one that, that uh, sticks too close to the um, boy that was raised in Kansas, yeah. the I mean, farm if they don't boy. make it an origin story and just have Superman existing as Superman. You could, you could cast a black actor. I wouldn't you – know, Again, again tell a Superman all, story, yeah. but make it a child who has superpowers, and he's black. And don't say, ever say Superman, say but have Superman. him do Superman-like things. That would be, that would be a, a film that would be interesting to see. I'd, I'd like to see that, and I think that would be valuable. Or if you're not going to deal with the origin story, just have Superman be Superman. Cast a black actor, that's fine, you know. But you yeah, know, and then it, see, it, it see how far a, that goes. Yeah, and I'm I'm telling you that that will not that will not fly. Not because the whole world is racist, because you're trying to. This is like if you made Batman into well, what would you make him into? You already got women Batman, mm -hmm. and you got child Batman. Yeah. Um, Batman is a black guy, sure, uh, but yeah, right. You could do anybody could be Batman. Yeah, just a mask. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. You're right. It's been a lot of push for that, but who knows what's what's going to happen? They've mm -hmm. got to do something because those Superman movies aren't really cutting it with people. And yeah. I don't know who to blame. I don't know if I blame Zack Snyder. I don't know if I believe, blame the over how they're overdone, mm -hmm. um, the bad scripts. I don't blame Henry Cavill. He's a really good Henry, Superman. Henry Cavill. I think he he he's a great Superman, or he was once he was allowed to be Superman. I I did not like the way that. Um, he was portrayed in Man of Steel or when in he killed Batman God? versus Superman. Yeah, because he really held back. You're right. But he, but he, once you know, once he came back in Justice League and was able to be Superman, I was like, there he is. 
that oh, one Superman, scene, yeah. that scene where he was fighting the rest of the Justice League, yeah, was when he kind of came to life for me. And when he was with, well, kind of with the Flash there, yeah, in the that final Bill sequence, v. yeah, yeah, that's those like, are good. That's Superman, right? Yeah, that's you my know? Superman. That's right. Yeah. He kind of a take charge kind of guy that he wasn't allowed to be in the first two movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, he, I agree with you that they, they've really got to do something because again, there wasn't a lot of humor in those first two no. movies. Um, and I actually enjoyed the death of Superman and the reign of the Superman much mm-hmm. more than I enjoyed uh, Justice League. And I, and again, it goes back to uh, the, the dark effects and the lack of humor. That's mm-hmm. why Thor Ragnarok survived. Uh, was so good. That's why Aquaman was so good. Mm-hmm. The bright effects and a little bit of humor, yeah. and a charisma allowing your actor to be a little charismatic, mm-hmm. which I thought he uh, Cavill was more charismatic in the uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. The Man from Uncle, yeah, he's fantastic uh, in that he one. He was fantastic in that. If if that Henry Cavill had been allowed to be Superman, you know, it's like it's right. the moody mopey Superman, right? Uh, it would have been great. He was so fantastic. I mean, yeah. that just the way he talked to people, down talked mm-hmm. down to them, mm-hmm. because he knew how smart he was. Yeah. And just he was Napoleon Solo. Napoleon I mean, he just Solo. was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who else have I heard that they want to make Superman? And this one makes me laugh. Rob uh, Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Mr. Uh, Mr. Yeah, Robert. No, Pattinson, no, isn't he, isn't, he, isn't he in talks to be Batman? Now that now that. Um, oh, it's Batman. That's now right. that. Uh, uh, yeah. Ben Affleck is not going to be Batman anymore. Yeah. Which, Batman and again, Ben spark, Affleck yeah. kind of got a. No, was it was it Batman or was it Superman? No, I think they're talking about him for Batman. Okay, because Batman doesn't spark. I'm sorry. Robin, Robin, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Batman is not 50 pounds. Yeah. Right. Batman does not sparkle like like, like a vampire. Yeah. Now um, they're also I mean, talking. They've, uh, what's they've his thrown name? around uh, what, lots of names. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. They've yeah. I've seen that one. In. Keanu Reeves as Wolverine. I've seen. Um, and also, <laughs> yeah. I've seen I've seen uh, Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine. That makes uh, me laugh, right? Daniel Radcliffe. Even, yeah. yeah, even uh, the picture uh, of him. Someone was talking about uh, John Hamm from uh, Mad Men as Batman. That would be good. Oh. But then, would it be another George Clooney casting? Uh, well, there you go. Because yeah. I thought Clooney would be the perfect Batman. When I saw him wearing that, that, that turtleneck, black turtleneck sweater, and mm-hmm. I thought, there's my Batman. But then he got <laughs> into the costume and went, eh, Yeah. See, I, not. I, I thought um, Clooney would have made a better Superman. Yes. Yes, at one time. I agree. At one time, not now, but I agree. Yeah. You know, we just it, it it's such a a, a, a crapshoot all the time. Yeah. Like whoever thought that Wolverine would be so good with with Hugh Jackman. I mean, maybe we'd be here, sitting here uh, ranting about Dougray Scott. Where did he go? Yeah. Well, but I'll never forget the name Dougray Scott because it's Dougray. a stupid name. Dougray <laughs> is a stupid first name. Yeah. Um, it's not even Doug Ray. He's not Doug Scott. No, Dougray. Dougray. That's how yeah. it's pronounced. No, Dougray. you don't get to be in any more movies. Yeah. Right. In fact, I bet you that's why uh, uh, what's his name kept him out of, uh, made him shoot longer so that he wouldn't be Wolverine. He stopped him. Right. Uh, what's the director's name? Um, John Woo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he stopped him because he knew it, it would ruin the whole franchise. So he did us a solid. There you go. Well, everyone fights. No one quits. We are going in with the first wave. You smash the entire they're talking to things like Starship Troopers coming back on yeah, TV with the, with the original cast. I have no problem with that. I mean, D- Denise Richards never looked better than in Starship Troopers. Yeah. I mean, she uh, was adorable. Starship Troopers was a long time ago. That was when was Starship Troopers? That was oh god, ninety something. Yeah. But it was the one that it was the one that uh, uh, Verhoeven made after uh, RoboCop. Yeah. So it's got all his his sweet touches to it. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. one reason I like it too. It's fascism and it's yeah. it's all those little extras. Yeah. No, it's 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 a problematic adaptation of Robert Heinlein's book. 
Right. Uh, some people love it. Some people hate it. It's. It, it, I, I loved it myself. It, it definitely had its own uh, sensibility. Right. Uh, and it had that that very much that RoboCop humor into it, which I don't think people you know take to very well. But. Um, and it would be great as a series. I mean, it and, would, and, it's easy to animate, easy to write stories mm-hmm. about. And, and it, there was a series actually. Of, uh, it was uh, movies. Called, it was it was a TV. Uh, was it called Troopers? It was an animated. Oh, I didn't know. Um, yeah, they, I know it was actually Starship Trooper movies. Uh, it was a computer animated TV series. Oh, that's right. That's right. Called Roughnecks. That's what it was called. Roughnecks. That's right. Roughnecks. Right. It was. It was, and it had someone else playing Johnny Rico. It was. You know, it was all right. computer animated. I, I watched a couple of episodes of that. That was actually more, more like Robert Einlein's Starship Troopers than the movies were. Okay. Um, but so that um, would be a good thing. And, and yeah, they did do two. Like there was two sequel movies made, which went direct right. to video. Right. Direct to DVD. Casper mm-hmm. Van Diem. Um, yes, played uh, Johnny Rico, mm-hmm. which is odd. He's like the whitest boy in the world. He's going to play <laughs> a, a Latin, you know, a, yeah. a guy from Buenos Aires named Rico. That's uh, right. That well, was, that one even had my my uh, Clancy Clancy um, Clancy Brown Clancy Brown in that one. As, yeah. He was Zed. Yeah. So he'd be cool. I like him in anything. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. And another one they're trying to remake is Escape from New York, which I go, why? Uh, it's so iconic and beautiful, John Carpenter, what he did. Do a young snake, maybe do the the uh, um, a Cincinnati story, right? Yeah. You know, you know, uh, you escape from Cincinnati, uh, <laughs> or no, no, you you survived Cleveland, Cleveland, right? Cleveland. You survived Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. You escaped from New York. Now, but this is LA, Vato, <laughs> and you're going to learn that this fucking city can kill anybody, right? Really good, yeah. Barbara now, Jones. Okay, now escape from New York, John Carpenter. Very low budget, very small. You know, I mean, it was right. it was a big budget at the time, but I mean, you know, nowadays you look at it and it's kind of looks it looks like a '70s sort of. Oh, picture. the movie and the character, but and the story. It's you know, it is what it is. It is you know, and, and obviously they couldn't catch lightning in a bottle because the sequel, Escape from L.A., bombed so badly. But I love it. See, I'm one of the people that love it. Yeah, I'm, see, I haven't. I've, I've never seen the pleasures. sequel. I, I, I oh love Escape from New York. He's surfing. He's surfing down a, a waterway with uh, with what's his name? Who's that uh, um, Easy Rider? Um, Fonda. Uh, Peter Fonda. Peter, Peter Fonda. Fonda. Okay. He's surfing with Peter Fonda. <laughs> See, that's awesome. I mean, awesome. it's got Steve Buscemi in it. Oh, it's okay. Got, the guy that plays Corvo Jones is in it. It's okay. Got, well, I, uh, might, I might. I might have to actually watch that. Oh my god! And it's it's so stupid mm-hmm. that it's it's good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like the concept is still as batshit crazy. Yeah. And it does have a little the the snake twist at the end, which I really mm-hmm. like. Um, I'm sorry, but it, it was one of those ones that I'll let everybody else hate it, but I'm going to love it. And okay. I do like Escape from L.A. Don't go into it thinking it's going to be uh, Shakespeare, yeah. but for what it is, it's pretty damn good. Yeah. I, I also would like to see an old Snake movie, like a future Snake. See, like You know now, they have now, old Logan? Yeah. Now, why why do a remake when you could just do a right. sequel? Right. You know, I mean, because – I mean, honestly, Kurt Russell looks more like Snake Plissken now than he did when he was younger. Thank you. You put him on a motorcycle, you have him going through a post-apocalyptic world, finding a community that he's got to help save. It'd be like, it'd be like Road Warrior. Exactly. Escape, this, could be, you know? this, this, this could be like the, the, uh, the, the, the American Fury Road. I mean, it could right. be. Right. Yes. You know, you yes. Could, you could, this, the is, future. This, is, this is the thing that Tar- Quentin Tarantino should be doing. You know, don't waste your time with Star Trek. You know? <laughs> yes, right. I, mean, you're I not love Star Trek, make, but I don't want Quentin to direct Right. Star you're not going to get to make the Star Trek movie you want to make. Twint, and Quentin that we Tarantino would love to should see. be doing it. You know, I mean, I mean, obviously, John yes. Carpenter, it's his. Or why can't, but, uh, what's his name, who made Fury Road, um, uh, who also made uh, Streets of Fire, uh, uh, Roy Hill. Hill. Uh, he was, the, I think he was the producer or screenwriter. Though. Uh, Fury Road was um, George Miller. George Miller, thank you. And he also made uh, um, uh, World Warrior. Yes. 
So, uh, so he understands those kind of yeah. chase movies. Mad Max I, is his thing. But that's right. Know, Snake Plissken could, you know, you could, you. I, I would love to see. I would, I would pay good money to see. Yep. Old Man Snake. Kurt, Kurt Russell doing Snake Plissken now. Kind of like what, what, when Wolverine was in um, um, Logan. Yes, yeah. thank you. When make it like Logan. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. A future kind of story that's with what Snake. I would see. Snake's last ride, kind of. Thing. Yep. Snake's last ride. So, but you're gonna re- remake it. You're gonna recast it. I mean, I, you know who. I, I don't want to see no, Chris, Chris, no, Pratt, no. Chris Pratt playing Snake No, Plissken. no. It's just bad no. enough he's marrying a Schwarzenegger. He doesn't need to have anything else given to him in his life. Oh. And she's good looking too. Who would have thought? Who, okay, Chris Pratt is – this is uh, you know, Star-Lord. Yeah. Star-Lord. He left Anna Faris. He left Anna Faris or they got a divorce. Now, now did they, they, according to Instagram, they had the perfect life together. Oh, I go. But I know. Now you're telling me it was all a lie. Yeah, all a lie. All it was of it. All a lie. All those years. Yeah. So until he found his true love, right? And his true love is who is his true love now? Is 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 uh, uh, Catherine Schwarzenegger? Catherine Schwarzenegger. Yes, she. Schwarzenegger's who's he's married, of course, to uh, uh, Maria Shriver. Mm-hmm. Um, they have two kids. Mm-hmm. The son is impossibly good looking. Yeah. I mean, he spends all his days. All I see is pictures of him coming out of a yoga class, <laughs> and he's impossibly good looking, and he goes out with all the young starlets. Right. Um. And she is incredibly beautiful and well-spoken. I mean, she's got the Kennedy beauty. Okay. Like yeah. She didn't look like her father. Okay. Like, have you seen the kid that he had with the with the uh, the maid? Uh, that no, kid I, looks like Conan. I, I didn't <laughs> you know? know that. I didn't know that he actually had a kid with the maid. Oh, I knew, he did. I knew the he maid stooped. kind of happened, but I didn't know. You he knew he stooped the maid, and the maid had a baby. Oh, I didn't know that. Now well, you look at the ma- the kid, but he he spends time with the kid and everything. He's not a dick about it, right? Okay. Uh, but you look at the kid. He's got long hair. He looks like Conan. He's got all of Arnold's features, yeah. right? He looks like a, like thank God those that girl didn't, right? Or she'd be marrying Shrek, you know. But but she gets to marry a big movie star now, and she gets that little, you know. Who else could she marry though, really? Well, I mean, she needs yeah. somebody. And you know, like her mother, she wants to get into good works or things like that. She would be an actress already if her parents would have let her do that. I'm sure, because mm. all kids like look at those, those Smith, uh, Will Smith's kids. They wanted to be actors, and they did horribly. Yeah. Well, now, how many now, movies did they ruin? Um, I mean, to be fair, I mean, Maria Shriver is not an actress. No. And some might say that Arnold Schwarzenegger really isn't an actor. No, he's an action Arnold star. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's a yeah, star. that's right. He's, he's an, an action star. star. Yeah, he's an action star. Now, <laughs> he, did a, he released a little video onto the internet recently where he's reading a Conan comic. Right. He's reading, he wants to do Conan the King. He, he wants to do King Conan because there was a, you know um, – mm-hmm. Yeah, just come they were trying talking about doing that, Miles. Uh, Milius. He also did uh, Amadeus. That's yeah, right. he wanted to do a King Conan. Which, well, you know. do you remember? Was it the end of Conan, or is it the end of Conan Two, where they showed him on a throne with Chris, a cape? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was the end. Of, it was the end of the first one. Yeah, the first one. And where, they said, where, "This is where this is where we're going to get to. We're going to get him being yeah, right. king on the throne." And, I want my own queen and my own kingdom. He says yeah. at the end of the second one, right? Mm-hmm. And actually, yeah. if there is a King Conan comics that were. Very fa- uh, popular in the 70s. Mm-hmm. He even has a son, yep. um, uh, son of Conan, which had a series of comic books too. He yeah. looks the right age, yeah. and I think he could really pull it off. Mm-hmm. And you could Conan make a story. hell I mean, of a – Robert uh, E. Howard's Conan stories actually do – I mean the, the very first one actually has – right. it starts from later in his career, and it, it's him as king. Uh, and then some the later stories go earlier and, and you know, right. tell, tell I th- stories I think I, younger, I, again, but. I have no problem with that. That could be really well done. It mm-hmm. could be like a, like a Dwayne Johnson movie if, if you get the right kind of uh, 
uh, you know, make, make him, make him have uh, problems in his, his uh, kingdom, right? Mm -hmm. That he's yep. got to settle. Yep. You know, he's a little bit older now. Maybe yeah. somebody within his inner circle betrays him and he has to go full Conan again. Exactly. Like in the old yeah. days, yeah, right. No, that would, that and he would gathers be some allies with him, and mm -hmm. and and he and he fights back to get his queen back and his kingdom. And mm -hmm. I mean, I could write it in my head right now. Yeah, I um, mean, he's 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 already gone back to the Terminator franchise. There's there's you know, well, why not why one. not go right They're back to where one. it began? Go back to the beginning. Yeah, what Vazini said. As Vazini says, to the go back to the beginning. Well, if he goes back to the beginning, he'd have to do Hercules. Hercules in New York, but oh fuck, we, we're not going to talk about that. And what's his name? Strong. Yeah, Arnold Mar Strong. Well, Arnold Strong. Yeah, that was his name. <laughs> that was good because no I've, one ever knows Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. It was yeah. on. The, it was on pay TV when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, but he did a movie. He did a zombie movie with um called Meg. Yeah, I, I, with, that's got some. Pretty, it had some pretty good reviews actually. It I, did. I he was really, it. really good in it. Yeah. And she turns into a zombie, and he's got to make a choice to kill her or not, and he doesn't. He's trying to to save her, and yeah. he it displayed a really good range of emotions. I thought I would hate it, mm -hmm. but I I kind of I watched it right to the end. Yeah. Um, and I, I was really impressed with him because he, he actually tried, you know, mm -hmm. for such a little movie. He didn't just phone it in. And yeah. we've seen a lot of movies where he just like a uh, six day or something like that where yeah. it's him, but he doesn't even try, yeah. you know. Um, but I, I saw that and I thought, man, he could do he, – he's got still got some chops. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have to be a goof, uh, a, a joke anymore. Mm -hmm. He could make a really good movie now. Like, like again, Creed two, fantastic Stallone movie. Yeah. I mean, when did he get so good? Yeah. Well, you know, Stallone started out good, and then sort of got no, yeah. lost somewhere along the action movies. But then, yeah. he's sort of found his uh, found his roots again. And for a guy that writes all his own stuff, he's not a mm -hmm. great writer, but he was good. Creed Two was a solid, solid yeah. boxing pitcher. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, Michael B. Jordan. Yep. He's hot. He's hot ticket now. Yeah. And then people are talking about Kill Raven coming back. No, yep. no, no, no. He didn't get snapped. I'm sorry. He's dead <laughs> before the snap. Yeah. Anybody dead before the snap? Don't come back. No Billy yeah. the Kid. No uh, um, uh, Frederick Douglass. <laughs> Nobody. We must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. In an air pocket. It dropped. But we crashed a thousand miles off course. They're looking for us in the wrong place. Stranded on an island. No one's coming for us. This place is different. We all know it. We all feel it. It's been six days. We're all still waiting. Reboot fever has hit everyone so hard. They're even talking about making a Lost remake. Oh my God, never. Ever. Well, I know I'm Lost is one of your, you know. Uh, it, it is my, it is probably the worst television show I've ever had an experience with. And again, you remember, I watched Under the Dome. Yeah. I watched 22 episodes of Under the Dome and it explained nothing mm -hmm. and I was just incensed. Yeah, now you watched but, all of Lost. I yes, I watched it the, the first See, year. I, I, I okay. checked out after the first three episodes. Well, I yeah, I watched the first one when the plane crashed, and I thought this was groundbreaking. It yeah. was really cool. And then I watched about half of the first season, and and things weren't just kind of uh, coming to me like they should have been. Yeah. Like the 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 answers. Mm -hmm. And so I just I just kind of dumped it. I left it. I didn't download any more. I had other things I think that came up to watch. But every day of the next six years. I saw stories on Lost. I saw people talking about last week's story. What does it mean? And and I tried to avoid all of that. Yeah. Um, and then finally, with the when the when the um, uh, 
resolution came. The final episode was announced that the sixth year would be its last year in May. We're going to find out everything. You're going to be rewarded for all your, your time and effort and brain that you put into thinking that this was worth something. It was going to change your freaking life. Um, I said, okay, Calvin, you got a reputation. You are the TV guy. You were the movie guy when you were a kid. You're the TV guy now. You know, you're a pop culture guy. You're an expert on this. You've done your, your 10,000 hours, right? You can do Lost, you know, like a bitch you can do Lost, <laughs> like a beast. So I did. Yeah. I downloaded all six seasons. About three months before the end, I started right from number one. I watched a minimum of five episodes a day mm-hmm. to get through all the things. I Maybe I took a day off here or there, but I was immersed in Lost. I went so to all the six sites. six years, 22 episodes per season. A year, over 100, seasons. something, 120 you, or something. Yeah, you, you put in a monumental Herculean effort. I, it was my first real binge. A Schwarzeneggerian right? effort. Yes, at least it was my it was my sixth Mister Universe. Okay, and I and I have Lou Ferrigno breathing down my neck. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the guy the guy's making a movie called Pumping Calvin or Pumping Iron. No, Pumping Calvin's <laughs> a different movie, right? Altogether, <laughs> but Pumping Iron with Calvin, yes. right? Or Pumping Lost. There you go. Yeah. Um, pumping Lost. But yes. it's, it's like I had the TV crew there every time. I mean, I talked to the screen. I wrote uh, for a while. I wrote episode reviews, what I thought would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember the very first thing that I ever wrote about loss was they're in purgatory. This is all about redemption and them getting the right to go into heaven, right? right. And over six years, my mind was not changed in the least. Mm-hmm. Anything that ever came up never got explained. What the fuck is a polar bear doing on a tropical island? <laughs> um, and then they just end that, that stupid bunker with the numbers and, uh, and it just, it, and then there were other people suddenly on this island and, uh, they, I just, it just three fucking months I spent immersed in this bullshit. And then came the final and people are having, uh, uh, end of, end of season parties mm-hmm. and, and, and everybody's writing about what's going to happen. And I was so immersed in all that. And at the end, I was so disappointed in life, in everything. I mean, I, I think I, I, I threatened to destroy my computer. I, th- I threatened to get out of watching any television ever again. Uh-huh. It's probably why I can't binge to this day. Mm-hmm. I'll watch a few episodes. Um, yeah. um, like but you you're not, you're not, you're not going to get that intense again. No, no, I never will commit myself to anything like that again. Mm-hmm. Not to a person, <laughs> not to um, um, the planet, maybe to another cat if something happens to my baby. But yeah. that's it. I'm done. I'm done with humanity. I'm done with creativity. Um, I'm done with being tricked into be something that's good when it's bad. Yeah. Right. I mean, I I've been fooled sometimes before, but that's okay. It was a two-hour fool. Okay. But, so uh, so now you you obviously disappointed with a lot. So now why why would they why would they want to do that again? Why are they going to come now, back? Now, and tell now, me? I didn't watch Lost. Like I said, I checked out after episode three, but they were just making it up as they went along. Oh, they were. Totally. They didn't have they a plan. They admitted it. They admitted it. They didn't have a plan. So they need to die. And these were good guys. These were guys that wrote on Smallville. They wrote on, and this was Jeff J.J. Um, uh, Abrams, who yeah. personally. I hate it as a creator because he gets excited about something for all of 10 minutes and then the things he gets excited about get made yeah. and they're crappy like yeah. Cloverfield. Well, he's, he's, he's just, so he's like, an, he's like, I think he does have ADD actually. He's, he's like he an must. ADD kid. You, on TV. you see any behind-the-scenes stuff of him directing, and he's always going boom, boom, boom. He's always bopping right. and hitting stuff, and it's like this kid, you know, needs his riddle. Um, right. But, Alien on t- uh, Alias on TV. Now, um, but Super Eight. Another but example. Lost Star Trek. Went on for six years. Didn't have a plan on how to get out. Nope. They didn't have an nope. exit plan. You cannot do that on TV these days. Nowadays, you know, you have to have a plan. 
well, because basically world. every every TV series is designed to be binge right. watched. So you have to, you know. So I, I I agree. I agree. All those shows, like I, I'm thinking of something like, um, uh, did you ever see Boardwalk Empire? Uh, yes, I love Boardwalk Empire. I Fantastic. Actually, uh, never. Great. I, I never managed to watch the end of it, but I got about halfway through the series, but it was a fantastic series. Again, fantastic because all the material was kind of, they had a path, they knew where they were going. Mm-hmm. They had history to follow also. So you yeah. hit all these historical landmarks yeah. um, that they need to with prohibition and things like that. And I remember when people started to have telephones, suddenly Nucky was able to talk to somebody on the telephone, Yeah. right? And it kind of progressed to how Atlantic City grew yeah. and the people who came in and out. Um, uh, again, you got to have a plan. If you don't have a plan, it's just it's a circle jerk. And I think every year they convinced to get another season, mm-hmm. and people start started still encourage that show. It got the ratings it didn't deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look at all a lot of other seasons that came after. Like there was one where um, a lot of people died one day. Um, there's one where uh, a, a satellite, a rock is coming to kill the Earth, so the people have to escape the Earth in this rocket ship. Um, but that one, I think it was called Survival. That yeah. one lasted maybe a season. Mm-hmm. There was that one with the where all the pets, uh, um, all the animals went crazy. Okay. Uh, called Zoo. Zoo. Yeah. Um, that one lasted maybe a season. Yeah. Because they couldn't get their way out of it. Their only yeah. solution was we're going to kill every animal on the planet. Yeah. That was our solution. I went, fuck that. That's not going to work. How are you going to do that? Every animal on the planet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. It's not. So. Yeah, you really need a that's, – that's why I, when I think of Dune being six movies, I got no problem with that. No. There's enough material for that. And, but that's, it, it has an end. You know, It's got a template. You know, you're not just – that's what – a series that I watched recently, I binged it recently, was – it's on Netflix, uh, Night Flyers. George okay. R. R. Martin wrote a, a novella back in, in a, back in the 80s called Night Flyers. Okay. Uh, it was just, it was very short. This is before he started writing the big bloated Game of Thrones size books. This, he, right. he was actually more famous for his shorter works. Um, Cause they were less crazy, right? Yeah. But, um, so it, it was a novella beginning, middle end. Um, it was made into a movie in, in, in the eighties, uh, very bad low budget movie, but it stuck. To what the was it called? Nightfires too? So basically the earth is dying. Uh, there's these aliens called the Vulcran. Well, they think they're aliens. They don't know. They're on. They're they're sort of passing by the Earth, and they they need to go out and find them before they get out of range. So they're all of these scientists are on the spaceship trying to make contact with these aliens, you know, trying to head out that way, you know, to say, uh, you know, hello, we're here, you know, help us um, before they're out of out of range. Right. But you know, strange things start happening. Uh, the ship has got secrets, and 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 it's um, it's very messed up. There's a lot of uh, accidents, blood, you know, scary okay. things, people going insane. Um, it's a, it was a good, you know, it's a very good novella. It was a very good, uh, right. Um, the, the movie was not bad. I mean, it, it was a bad movie, but I mean, as bad movies go, it was okay. And now the TV series takes the novella and turns it into a, it's like 10 episodes. Right. Um, so basically they start at the beginning where the novella starts and they end basically where the novella ends. But somehow the writers had ended up turning it into a cliffhanger. So, wow. so it's like 10 episodes and you kind of get to the end oh. of the story, but you don't. God, that's and, like Titans, you told me. And yeah. And, and, and I, and honestly, I've got no idea whether there's going to be a second season. And that just, that kind of thing just drives me insane. Yeah. Will there be a second season of Night Flyers? Will the story finish? I don't know. But see, that's not fair. Yeah. That's not fair. I mean, there's, but again, we, we're, we're so used to having those kind of cliffhangers. So you bring people back, mm-hmm. but in the age of the binge, 
why not reward them at the end and then come back with something else if you want? Like I keep thinking of the first season of, of Punisher. Mm-hmm. It rewarded me at the end. Mm-hmm. And then when I go to the second season, I hope it'll do the same thing. But then yeah. you almost got tricked into the same thing you just talked about with Titans. Mm-hmm. I was so keen on getting into that. Um, but then you told me, wait till it, the second season comes out because yep. you're going to be disappointed in the cliffhanger. So right. I will not watch Titans until the second season comes out. Yep. I'm glad somebody could do that for me. I wish they could put that almost as a, 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 a on the Chiron underneath, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you if you don't like cliffhangers, don't watch don't this watch show. This show, yeah. Uh, well, don't. I mean, you can you know watch Night Flyers, but just be warned, story doesn't end. Oh, no, <laughs> the, the the series ends before the story does, and that's. Are you sitting comfortably? Good. Then we'll begin. On our next episode, hopefully, mm-hmm. we will have creator, New Zealand creator, New Zealand writer and genius Nick Ward, um, who his new series, Fresh Eggs, is coming out next Tuesday at 8.30 on New Zealand television. And who of us knows somebody who actually wrote and produced and, and show ran an actual TV show? That's and that's amazing. Television. And and he's uh, he's an old blog friend of hers. He is. He's so old. I mean, he's back in the old days when I had nobody talking to me. Mm-hmm. And and he he really held me up those first shaky years. Mm-hmm. And he's become a real true friend for me. And it's kind of cool that I've discovered only afterwards that when I knew him, it's mm-hmm. like with you. I understand you're this writer and painter and and you've got a, even a, a pen name because you have books with the name on it, right? Yes. It's not like you made it up because you had to lie to the police when they catch you <laughs> with your riding dirty, right? So your name is you know. Harvey Big Balls or something, right? Because <laughs> I do actually write as, as Jack McKenzie. Yeah. Um, although I don't make a secret of it. You know, it's like right. I'm, I'm Jack. You know, it's like you know Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Huh? I'm Jack yeah, McKenzie. You're Jack McKenzie. I write. I write these books. And, and that's a great name. Stories. That's like that's like a, a, a Jack London name. You know. Yeah. That's that's like a cool name. Uh, but the, the fact that that he liked me before I knew he was. Uh, big time, right? And yeah. I like him. And then he's having all this success. I'm very happy for him. And he also has a development deal with HBO. Yeah. Have you pi- worked- have you pitched the Honey Glaze to him? I'm not yet, but okay, every well, time that, I put when it we up, have him on the show, which yep. we will as soon as we can coordinate that, yep. we'll we'll have to you know try and convince him that well, Honey Glaze. Honey Glaze and, and Danger Cat is a, a winning a winning show. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to because if anybody could help me out, and who knows, HBO may he may be lost for ideas, right? And yeah. he'd be sitting there at some kind of pitch meeting, and he, he's got they got another not a thing in his head, and he thinks, Cal, yeah, okay, I got one for you. What yeah. if this girl and her computer-enhanced cat yeah. save the world every week, right? And we get all these great co-stars, and the cat, of course, talks because yeah. he wears a special and he wears a backpack that has these things that come out so he can have human hands to so work keyboards and stuff, uh-huh. you know. And he's a great card player. And and she has skills that she learned in the circus, and and they'll be going, oh my god, that's beautiful. I'll get that call right. in the middle of the so night. So we got to make sure Nick knows that he's got to yes. have that in his back pocket for when he's at the pitch meeting. And well, I'll add it to my question list, and I want you to come up with some questions too, because yep. we got to look like we're we're kind of not a couple of huckleberries, <laughs> a couple of Canadian toes. Yeah, yeah. We got to be interviewed like, by Bob and Doug here. This guy, this like guy's important. Know what we're doing. That's right. <laughs> He's this important guy, and it does. I've seen the trailers. It looks like a really funny series. And, and, you know, obviously yeah. regional. You know, Auckland, New Zealand. But it, and he does have a part in it. Oh, did, a guy is that, he in it? The guy that sw- swings the big axe. 
Yeah. I noticed right away and I go, I see somebody put himself into an episode. He goes, they had an axe. I had to take it. <laughs> Who am I going to cast? Right? But myself to swing this axe and be ma- maniac. So he'll be in that. And he's been in a few movies too. I've seen some of his work. Yeah. Um, uh, so it, it's, it's very, it's just very exciting. Um, and actually one of your buddies that you worked with, John Reese Davies. Yes. Uh, 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 Nick actually posted a picture on his Facebook today of a black and white with him and John Reese Davies. Oh, really? Wow. Where, yeah. Where you go, the best digger in all of Cairo was the <laughs> was the caption. So I thought, oh wow, that's you know, fantastic. He's that's a golden life right there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm hoping sometimes they need to cast a a hairy loser, a Canadian a hairy loser, also a podcaster, yep. and is is an introvert who lives by who lives alone and never <laughs> likes to go outside. Then they'll ship me over. Yeah, you got the cash. They'll even send me first class or cargo, something. <laughs> <laughs> my, my time's coming. I'll bring you'll you with the, me, man. You'll be in the, the the cargo hold with the other cats and dogs in the chief. That's right. And I'll make yeah. you my emotional support person <laughs> or alligator. We'll put you in alligator costume. Yeah, and you can be my right. my support alligator, my support <laughs> mascot. There you go. You're just like that crazy one from Pittsburgh that everyone hates. Yep. Right. That new one. <laughs> What's his name? I don't even know his name, but he looks like that gossamer from the Bugs Bunny commercial, our cartoon. <laughs> right. Yeah. But he's just a thug. And so we'll, you, you dress like him and he'll just come with me. He's my emotional support mascot. <laughs> you just make a grunt sound.
This has been a COC production.